Camera one, camera two. Camera check, one, camera check, two. Check, check, camera check. one, camera two. All right. Uh, we are at the Louisville Improv. Welcome to the Reprobate Travel Cast. Welcome back, motherfuckers. Yeah, cocksuckers. There ain't no FCC on the internet yet. No way. So uh, I'm here with Bob Cameron. He's the uh, general manager of the Improv Comedy Club in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where we're actually broadcasting from tonight. Uh, Live. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> On maybe a 24 to 48 hour delay. That's it. We have, uh, let me paint the picture. Uh, the comedy club, it's a beautiful club. Um, Dan Cummins is the headliner tonight, and uh, the crowd is uh, filtering in as I speak. I've got a mic in the back of the room, and uh, we're going to be hanging out here. I'll be, I'll be in and out all night because I do have to do a, a set on yeah, stage. Yeah, I get it. What? You'll be in and out all night? Yeah, that'd be the first time in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're up against a basketball game, huh? A big basketball game. <laughs> so tell the people about it because uh, Louisville's um, Louisville basketball is huge here. So if you have a comedy show on the same night as the Louisville basketball game, your numbers are going to be low, pretty much. Low, low-ish. You know, last night was decent, and there was a game. We had, we yeah, had, last you know, night we had was pretty good. good numbers for a Thursday night, and there was a game. Well, we got Jamie Utley uh, uh, down on the street giving out some last-minute Whoring himself passes. out. Yeah, whoring himself out to people, <laughs> trying to get people in here. And Let's uh, go. We should get we should get Jamie over here. He's out walking the skywalk, I guess. Wow. What's, what dedication. Yeah, he's you into see that? it. He's into he's it. He's dedicated. I wish I could take him on the road he with is. me every week, I swear. Man. Dedicated. Seriously. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I wish I was half as dedicated as he was. Yeah, I wish you were too, because then you'd probably headline me and get it together. <laughs> Here's how you headline me. Let me explain it to you. You have me headline Gary Mankey Middle and yeah. Jamie Utley open. And okay. you're going to be sold out every night. They'll all be uh, comps, but you'll sell a lot of booze and food. And uh, So does that mean you're going to do this? The, you'll, you'll do the shows for free? If I'm giving out the tickets for free? No, because you're going to make a profit on alcohol, right? No. And food. I might make enough just how much to cover my bills. How much do you charge for a beer at this place? I don't know. On average. It's like five bucks. Five bucks. Well, you buy those beers for, what, 30 cents? No, they're like four ninety nine. so I barely make a profit <laughs> yeah. on them. I want to... I All right, man. <laughs> I should start drinking again, and really, that that's pretty much how I used to get paid. That's that was I used to pay you and Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would break the... I think I've made clubs run out of... Jaeger before. There have been times where I, you know I say you know Jaeger I'll give you I'll give you the Jaeger for free I'll just deduct it from your pay and by the end of the weekend you owed me money. Oh yeah. For all the excess Jaeger you drank over the amount that you know was comparable to what you're supposed to make. Do you believe I would piss a bed in a condo, the comedy club condo? You have. Oh okay. Well you pissed. Uh, tell us your piss stories. No. Come on. I, I'll tell you one of mine if you tell one of yours. I pissed in a hamper once. I was drunk, stumbling around, and the lid popped up. I pissed, I, I pissed on someone yeah. while they were sleeping because I was blacked out and thought it was the bathroom. And then when they asked me why the hell I was pissing on them, I asked them why the hell they were sleeping in the toilet. So you're drunk one night. You get up to pee, and you're, you start peeing, and you hear, hey, why are you peeing on I me? hear, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and you did you stop said, peeing, or were you... No. You were like, well, said, what the fuck are you said, doing what? in the toilet? I said, what? <laughs> she was like, why the fuck are you pissing on me? And I said, why the fuck are you sleeping in the bathroom? <laughs> like, they were the idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, she's the, the asshole. Yeah. 
Jamie Utley's going to join us now. Jamie, how was uh, the Skywalk? He was out. Uh, Jamie Utley, comedian. Uh, he was out uh, trying to give out passes and drum up some people. Let's get this out. Jamie Utley, comedian uh, slash entrepreneur. Young Gary. Slash, don't do the slash. Just comedian. Slash, just comedian. Slash marketing whore. Would you say you're a young Gary Mankey? <laughs> <laughs> I've been minkinized. <laughs> I heard you double booked your first week. <laughs> we got to get Mankey on the show. We got to He's a pisser. Mankey. Yeah. Hey, buddy. You, you once tried to give me tickets to my own show. <laughs> Come return. on, drive me to the gig and I'll give you tickets to your show. In return man, for, I've in return been hearing for, for the past thought. year that I need to hook up with Minky, man. Minky can take me to the next level when it comes to marketing and promotions. He knows his shit. I have he, can to take you to, he can take you a level up when it comes to marketing and promotions and about three levels down when it comes to being a human being. <laughs> we kid, uh, he I'll can say, spot a transgendered prostitute from like four blocks. Well, that's a skill everybody could use. Yes. Yeah, we're busting Mikey's balls, but uh, he's a friend of ours, and he would be—he's—he's he's down with it. He would—he'd be giving it right back if oh, he was yeah. sitting with us, and we would—and we would say it. And that's why we're doing it because he's not here. He can't, right. he can't defend himself. Yeah, and we would say it to his face. <laughs> we're not—I mean, we're not right now. So tell us about this club we're at, the Louisville Improv. Jamie. Well, just like every outsider's opinion. Just like any improv, it is the top of the chain. I mean, it is the, in my opinion, and I am biased because it's my home club. You're such an improv kiss ass. I know I am. (laughs) But in my opinion, everybody strives to get on the improv stage. It's the most sought-after stage in the country as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, after the improv, I mean, the only place to go from there is your own theater shows. Like the Monsters of Comedy Tour? Yeah, like the Monsters of Comedy Tour. Like, deal with my good friends Jim Brewer and Ralphie May. You were Where Jim with those Brewer? Guys? Yeah, Jim Brewer. I'll tell you what Jim Brewer said to me. He said, "Jamie, quit name dropping." <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you have fun on that Monsters of Comedy tour? It was it was a dream come true. I mean, you know, I've I've been doing comedy a short amount of time, and I've already gotten to do things that I never thought I'd get to do. I mean, if I never do another thing, I've already gotten to do so much. I mean, it's it's, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, it's fun. Stand-up's a cool gig. Yeah, so uh, people are still coming in. It's early. How, how long do we have? It's 7.22. The show starts at 8. We got, yeah, we've got about 30, 38 minutes, early. 40 minutes. Yeah, I have a ratio where I can tell how great the show's going to be by how many people are in seats a half hour before showtime. We're right about a half. We're, we're about eight minutes away from a half hour, Jamie. Right. How are we looking? Um, I well, haven't it's too early to tell. Yet. It's I like a, he's got eight more minutes we'll be able to tell. Okay. You know? I, I have a good feeling about. Can it. we count? Yeah, I got a good feeling. Even though it is a home game or not home game, but U of L's playing tonight, big, which I mean, can be a nightmare. And it's an important. It's a big important game too. So, yeah. what is this game? It's the semifinals of the Big East tournament. Oh boy! So if they win tonight, guess what? They play in the championship yeah. tomorrow night. Oh, so it'll fuck us fucking, tomorrow night, too. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so, just keep on yeah, going. Who are they playing tonight? Notre Dame? Yeah. For the first time in my life, I have to say, go Notre Dame. Go I'm Irish. Go yeah. Irish, because I hate to say it, but I, I want people in here <laughs> right. depressed that their team lost and wanting to laugh. Yes. And, wanting, and wanting to drink their sorrows away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So is it is it a bad time to ask for a raise? Bob yes, it's okay. a very bad time to ask for a raise. Just making sure, just yep. making sure. Yeah. But uh, how about getting reimbursed for parking? Is it a bad time to bring that up? Because yep. I got a ticket. Yeah. Yep. You got it? Did you? Yeah. And, and I paid for parking. I still got a ticket. What? Because he didn't display his, his his receipt. Yeah, I forgot to display my receipt. So he should get reimbursed for that, right? You should take <laughs> you should take the ticket and the receipt down to the to the office, and they'll probably just rip it up. Because the receipt says what time. Yeah, I don't know if I want them to well, rip see, it up. You'll be well, out of receipt, town, so no, just no, get no, it to the me. The receipt says what time that you paid for parking until, and the ticket will say what time you got the ticket. And it'll be yeah. before that time. So you can say, look, motherfuckers. Now, um, how much could, was the ticket? 15 bucks? Couldn't I just put the ticket on another car? Wouldn't that be like the smarter thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. And then just I mean, I would, have, I would have already done that. Sure. Yeah, and just walk away. Just, I would, actually, you know what I would do is just leave your car behind with the ticket on it and just steal, steal a new car. Mm. That way I won't have a ticket on my hands. Because exactly. mm-hmm. that ticket has your license plate number on it. So Dude. there's no point in putting it on a different All car. Right. We're cool then. Just just take, just take find yourself a new car. A table full of uh, lovely young ladies just sat up front. One, two, three lovely young girls. Oh, there's Jamie's first bit. <laughs> One guy, three girls. Yep, I love it. <laughs> that works great. Thanks for pointing that out. You just didn't have my work work for me. Right up yeah. front. I, mean, I, was not, I was walking Jamie, the catwalk. you're not feeling good, I could go up and do your, your set. I'm sure you could, but, <laughs> but, but you couldn't do it as funny as me. <laughs> good answer. Uh, yeah. I, I, was doing, I was walking the catwalk, uh, convincing people, you know, telling people about the show, and there was a gentleman walking. I said, hey, it's Dan Cummins tonight. He goes, Dan Cummins. He looked at the girl he's with. He goes, you know that joke I'm always cracking about the squirrel door? That's Dan Cummins. Awesome. Awesome. And, and so he said, yeah, well, we're going Fourth Street Live now, so we'll just go to the show. That's awesome. awesome. He didn't even know Dan Cummins was here tonight. See, man, See, that's, that's, a, be, that's just a bad reflection of the management of the club. You'd <laughs> 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 think he would have got the word out. Yeah. See, if Mickey was here, the whole town would Are you all right know. over there? I think Bob's got steam coming off his head off that one. <laughs> this is my farewell show here at the Louisville Improv. <laughs> He's been banned in Omaha. Nebraska <laughs> and Dayton. soon to be Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> so you see him while you can, folks. One night only. <laughs> so Jake, what do you think about the Louisville scene? What do you think about the about the comedy scene here in Louisville? Have you got to venture out and check out anything? Or no, I used to play another club here in town years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I rascals, rascals, yeah. But I like, used to be a, like across the street. I think so. It's before my time, but yeah, that's what they say. Um, How about the food here, man? The food is unbelievable. Yeah, look, I, last night I had the bourbon burger. Whoa, yeah, good stuff. Uh, it was unbelievable, man. She How, got the loaded fries. What's the loaded fries? Oh, a bunch of bacon on top and oh. cheese. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually uh, really enjoyed that burger last night. How much is that burger? I, I don't want to know prices because like, then people ask me prices. I think it's uh, like nine ninety five or something. Yeah, ten ninety five maybe. But it's got I mean, same price as Applebee's. But it's, you know, but it's got sautéed mushrooms on it, bacon, bacon cheddar and cheese, bourbon. I mean, it's got the works on it. Yeah, and this is, it is a, a big burger. It's and, a gourmet. It is. I mean, you it's get, a gourmet you get what you pay for. It's not Chef like Rob a, is incredible. He really is good. Yeah, it was really a tasty burger. Yeah, it was. Um, it's it's gourmet. So I mean, it's the improv has uh, always has a good kitchen, and uh, 
pretty much at every one. I was at the one down in Miami. They have like the, this chef. He made me stands. Uh, I don't know the man. Argentine steak. No, it was a it was a Peruvian stir fry. Oh no, I never had that. The Miami Improv. Wow. I had, place is something else. I had the Argentine steak at the West Palm Improv. It was out of this world. Oh, yeah, all the South Florida improvs are top was, of the food chain when it comes to yeah. Well, the chef here, Florida club, uh, you know, just the whole, you know, the whole package. How are we looking, Jam? It's getting close to eight thirty. It's eight. It's seven twenty. Seven thirty. I was going to try the red snapper tonight. <laughs> Have you, do you have that on the menu? Or? We got a spicy tuna roll. Do you have a spicy tuna roll? All three of them. <laughs> people are really filing in here, uh, uh, over here. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah. Old, it looks like older people, but the older people were having a good time last night. They like having, the older people like to laugh too. Yeah, I worry sometimes that they get offended, but they, they don't seem to in general, I find. Um yeah, a lot of them have the, have the most freestyle, you know, sense of humor. Any, uh, you know, to begin with. Well, I mean, yeah. It's looking good, huh? Yeah, really. Yeah. Stan Cummins, of course, it's looking great. Stan Cummins. We got servers are working hard, running around. You know. I'm gonna get try, try to get Dan Cummins to say a few words, maybe give Dan us a travel fun. story. How how long have you been working at this club? Uh, I've been here for about three years. Yeah, it'll be it'll be three years in June. That's awesome. So that uh, seems to be that seems to be my going rate is uh, three years. It's three years at Captain Brian's. Three years now here, so it's about time to open your own improv. You'll be, yeah, you'll be moving to that Phoenix next. No, I'm yeah. a, I'm a little I'm a little villain. Yeah, you're, you you like it in Louisville, huh? You you really you want to stay here the rest of your life? You think? Well, I mean, I've kind of I've kind of. Uh, Dug in my roots here, so to speak. So that's another way of saying house arrest. It's another way. Yeah. So you're in legal trouble and you yeah. can't leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got the ankle bracelet on it now. It's a little tight. But you Look can at still that. See it. Doesn't doesn't chafe my skin as much as I thought it would. Now, are you? Could you? Uh, could we talk business for a second? <laughs> I was sure. thinking. I was thinking. Uh, is there any way you can get me the, some gigs at the West Palm and the, and the Miami room, and I'll give you a cut. Work as my sort of uh, manager for just a couple of gigs because I don't have. I, I need to. I've got some empty weeks I'm trying to fill. Yeah, the weeks. All of them. <laughs> I can get I could I could talk to people and try to work on some feature dates for you. That's not right. I'll give you a small percentage. A little something, a little, little piece. How about 10%? That's fine. You can keep 10%. No, that's not. You're holding the I was going to say 10% any comic would jump on that. That's usually the goal, right? Yeah, uh for an agent. Not if I was the agent, I'd, I'd charge 20, but in your case, 10. Well, that's I was thinking you 15. That's why you couldn't book anybody. Right. I don't try to book anybody. Where are we? In Louisville. Did you forget already? Yeah. That is, that is the clear Jaeger, isn't it? It's the water-flavored Jaegermeister. <laughs> no, just water. So, Jake, what's your favorite part of Louisville, other than hanging out with me? Other than F-A-B-D. F-A-B-D was good, uh... Fourth Street Live, I think, is a great thing in Louisville. A uh, great place. There's, uh, it, I mean, if I was a 
tourist from out of town and wanted to kill a night, I'd come down to Fourth Street. I mean, you're, you could get all kinds of different food. And if you were a tourist and wanted no to way. get get killed in a night, you could go about four blocks over from Fourth sure. Street. <laughs> Looks like you have some lovely ladies in this town. A lot of pretty girls here. We'll be right back, folks. Okay, we're back. We're looking good. This is exciting. Um, I was just telling uh, Bob Cameron, I'm thinking about taking a trip around the globe and podcasting every day from, from whatever location I'm at. Or maybe not every day, but every Like around the world or around the country? Around the globe. The whole world. The whole world. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Africa, Asia, Russia, go through, go around the world. New Mexico. New Mexico, sure. Why would you? New Mexico's a state, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a joke. I didn't know. Comedy coming at you. Yeah, you hit me. That one hit me funny. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Like, kind of, t- you know, kind of takes it along the lines of the where the fuck is Jake? Yeah, you know, yeah. phenomenon that you created. Like, it's literally where the fuck is Jake? Where the fuck is he? You know. Like, you know, where the, where is he? Could be in Malaysia. Yeah, that's right. You know, he could be in the land down under. You don't know where he is. You know, quest, just, you know, you never know where he's going to pop up and just donkey punch someone right in the face. Right. What is a donkey punch right in the face? I'll show you. You want me to show yeah, you? Yeah, hang on. All right, ready? Yeah. Ah! Dude. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you asked me to show you. Ow. That's, I mean, it is what it is. Next time I'll use my fist. <laughs> hey, don't be funnier than me on my podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll be so right. pretty much you don't want me to say anything. What's that? So pretty much you just want me to sit here silently. No, I'm fucking hilarious, man. I'm probably one of the better comics you have at this place. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, no. I'd not. give you like the third best comic that's going to go on stage tonight. So you got uh, Dan Cummins first. Yeah. Jamie Utley. And then me. No, it's Dan Cummings first. My guess set that I'm going to do. Oh, you're going to guess then set? Then you. I'll record that guess then set. Then Jamie. We'll see how good that is. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. Deuces. And the people are still filing in. We're back uh, here at the Reprobate Travel Cast. So we're up against this basketball game, and supposedly we weren't going to get a huge crowd. And I have to say, it's about three-quarters full, maybe. And people are still filing in. So I think uh, Dan Cummins is, is really bringing it. Uh, I want to talk about uh, basketball in general for a minute. What a stupid sport, huh? Hey, man. Come on over. Uh, I have another comic here stop by. Are you going up? No, I'm just no. hanging out. You, uh, you want to talk on my podcast for a minute? Yeah, sure. What's your name again? It's uh, White. Adam White. Adam White, uh, here local Louisville guy. I was just thinking about basketball. We're up against this basketball game, and it's supposed to hurt our numbers, but it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good crowd. Yeah, it's a good crowd. Are you getting work as a comic? Yeah. Well, I work for the booking work for the booking agency, so I can pretty much slide myself onto shows. That's awesome. But, well, but I, you know, I, I don't really have the, the the burning desire to perform like I used to because I'm so sick of my act. I gotcha. And recently, I've been starting to actually kind of get back into writing again, and that's really great. Sort of. Uh, so I've been booking. Myself. I mean, I did a show like last weekend, and and so I'm, you know, I'm performing here and there. 
but I've been getting more into the booking agency side of it. Basketball's a stupid sport, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a sort of bringing a water. Edit that out, right? Is it? No, that's fine. Is that is basketball's a stupid sport? I guess so. You know, it's it just seems like if they had tackling, it would be cool. Yeah, these guys just they slam dunk. They just boom. It's like running down. Uh, it's like bowling, and you run down the lane and kick the pins over. Yeah. It's like that's bullshit. And these guys are so gigantic. Yeah, of I mean, course, you're to, you're twelve foot eight. Of course, you're gonna slam. Go ahead. I didn't mean. To I mean, like, well, like the guys back in like the fifties looked like Woody Allen running around on the field, <laughs> and now these guys look like football players that just took all the, you know, all the plastic off. And, uh, and you know, I don't know what I, if I just get caught up in like, because I, if I had to do that, I would just be worried, like, you're running down the field, you know, or the field, I don't even the court. watch sports, uh, running down the court, I'm just like, I'm thinking, knees colliding together, it's just like the pain of that. Yeah, I don't, uh, and soccer is a pretty stupid sport, too, kicking well, a ball around like a bunch of little kids, L- listen, soccer is only cool in, in, in countries that don't have football. All right. If you don't have an NFL or, or NCAA football in your country, of course soccer is going to give you a boner. You don't know what good sports are. Well, I do have a respect for soccer because, you know, you can't use your hands. Over yeah, that is kind of cool. Over here, we're like, of course we're going to make it. We're going to just pick it up and run with it. I mean, how we, these guys can't use their hands. They have to do everything with their feet. You know what? Maybe I do should have more respect for soccer. I'm not saying it's interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's like 90-minute game. It's one to nothing. Oh, what a cliffhanger. Yeah. You just want to kill yourself and some of the games don't even get that and now you got people in europe rioting over the shit yeah 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 you're right zero zero after 90 minutes they have there's <laughs> I, I mean I, I think that there are games that actually end where they're just like screw it you know <laughs> let, let's just we're hungry <laughs> everybody loses yeah we're hungry <laughs> we want to soccer's in cool cool in countries with no football or electricity or roofs yeah i have a friend who just adopted two kids from uh, from some country in Africa, and you know this is where it gets not funny, uh, <laughs> but maybe we can make it funny. Uh, he, I mean, they used to like kick around a tennis ball, and they would play like entire soccer, soccer games, games with a tennis, tennis ball? ball, which must have made them feel like giants. <laughs> it's like running with weights, and then when you take them off, you're free, because now if they play with a soccer ball, it's going to be huge to them. Yeah, have you ever seen a like a high school soccer game where they have an actual person, like an like a foreign student or whatever, the foreign exchange student, who comes over from another country? Uh-huh. I used to, at my high school, there was this guy named Robin something, but anyways, I mean, he was being scouted by, like, uh, the majors or whatever, and just... The level of skill that he had above even the best player of the other team. I mean, he was just like flip. He was like flip his foot and just like it would just fly over the guy's head. Yeah. Just like he was playing with them, and then, then he broke he, his leg. He, oh, <laughs> he broke his leg. Holy no, shit! No, not on the field. I don't know where he broke it. But. Probably the other kids broke it. They said, "Stop showing us <laughs> yeah. up on the soccer field, asshole!" <laughs> it yeah. broke the kid's leg. Yeah. So, oh, the show is so starting, folks. Starting, uh, Adam, do you have a website you want to plug? No, no, I, he doesn't. I have a website. <laughs> he doesn't want to plug it. AdamWhiteComedy.blogspot.com. AdamWhiteComedy.blogspot.com. We're starting the show. Uh, sit back and relax, folks. We're just getting started here at the Louisville Improv. Going on stage right now. Let's give a listen. Welcome to Improv. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. We've got some energy. 
got a great show for you tonight. We got Dan Cummins here tonight. Give it up. But before we get started, you have VIP cards on your table. Take a moment to fill those out. Give them to your server. We're going to keep you up to date on who's coming to town. And at the end of the show, we're going to have a drawing of those cards. Somebody's going to win two free tickets to uh, Steve Francini outside for a prize on Friday night. All right. Great time. Let's see what's going on. And just that one guy and three girls. And that is making you look bad. One guy and three girls, man. One guy and two girls is everybody's fantasy. One guy and three girls. Means those three girls got a gay friend. You know, what's up? What's up? I saw the show started and said, Jamie, if you could do anything in the world that you wanted to do, what would you do? And I said, swim with the dolphins. Because you know, dolphins slay homosexual behaviors. It's like, wow. But that explains why they didn't make the playoffs. We'll be right back, folks, and I'll be on stage. Let's see how this goes. Um, I got, got the black guy right up front. That's awesome. Sesame Street recently released about Bert and Ernie. You know what I'm talking about? You can't tell the news. True story. A gay rights activist group said that Bert and Ernie should get married because they've been living together for 40 years. That's not even the funny part. The funny part is Sesame Street actually found it necessary to release a statement that said Bert and Ernie aren't gay. Here's a statement. Bert and Ernie aren't real. That's what I'm Asshole. 
bit late, you can listen. <laughs> Not over there. Those are boom. You don't want that. <laughs> so do you, you get pussy? Are you? Yes. Which girl? Which one are you? Are these, is that your girlfriend over there? Baby? He's been overseas. You need to fuck this guy. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, you want the terrorists to win. Oh, it's this girl. How much about them both? You been... Two tours of duty, one on each arm. Up and knock on our door. Been waiting for you. I want to play. This guy says, well, I'm going to Southeast Asia. I want to play. This guy says, where are you from? I said, Ohio. He goes, oh, Ohio. <laughs> Did you grow up on a farm? I was like, where are you from? He said, LA. I said, you're from LA, are you Mexican? <laughs> and he was. I was like, shit, sorry. <laughs> then the Scottish guy starts giving me shit. I'm from Scotland! Greatest country in the middle! Douchebag. He's telling, me, he's telling me Scotland's better than America. Kiss my black ass, Scotland's better than America. Bullshit. Scotland. Excuse me, don't your women, your, don't your men walk around in dresses and shit? Uh, you know, we don't do that here in most neighborhoods. What else do they have over there? Haggis. You know what haggis is? It's a, it's a goat's asshole stuffed with meat. That's their delicacy. It's a delicacy! That's my, that's my Scottish impression. Can't take any more, Captain. Jackass. Oh yeah, like bagpipes are such a good invention. You want to hear your bagpipe music? You want to slit your fucking wrist? I wrote your song, honey. Scottish. Beautiful girls, you girls are beautiful. You little streetwalkers are very pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was not called for at all. There it is. What, what's your name, sweetie? Becca. Becca. Beautiful Becca. What do you do? Therapy? Really? Can I get a card? I'm going to kill myself. Are you a therapist? Occupational therapist. So only certain jobs. Okay, that was a small taste of a little stand-up 
from the Friday night show. Later that night, uh, I got an interview with Dan Cummins. He's a very uh, big comedian, headlining comic from all over the country. He travels. Uh, really cool guy. There's a buzz in this recording of the conversation. It sucks. But if you can get past the buzz, uh, it's really worth listening to because uh, he, he, he's a really funny guy and a great storyteller. And I'm going to still work on this and try to repost the interview at a later date without the buzz. I just have not figured out how to get rid of it. It's weird. It was like just in that room, too. After the show that you're listening to, uh, I got off stage and I went back uh, after Dan Cummins got off stage and I went to interview him and the interview went great. I get home and there's some sort of buzz going on and uh, I don't know exactly what it was. I don't remember hearing an audible buzz in the green room, but there it was. So the the best interview I've gotten so far on my show uh, with one of my favorite comedians and uh, there's a buzz that pretty much ruins it, but I don't think it really ruins it. I think you can probably get past it. Uh, and I don't know if when I actually down, uh, load this thing onto my hard drive, if there isn't something that might get rid of it, because I remember something like that happening and then when I posted it, it was gone. So I don't know. I'm, I'm new to this um, garage band program, but uh, here's my interview with Dan Cummins. I hope you enjoy it, everybody. All right, we're back. What a night. Um, I got uh, Jamie Utley with me and Dan Cummins. We got him in on the podcast. I'm really excited. You're the most famous person I've ever had on my podcast. Uh, Thank you. Oh, no, yeah. not you, jackass. Oh, I love, okay. I love uh, asterisks. First week of podcasting. <laughs> I, I, will, I will last. By the time this podcast comes out, that will no longer be true. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you've been on Letterman? Actually, uh, just uh, Tonight Show, uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. And then a bunch of random stuff, like, uh, you know, Lunch Comedy Central. Stuff, Showtime. Mm-hmm. Byron, like like the Byron Allen type stuff, bunch of G four fuel, like weird channels. That's awesome, man. And you have a podcast. What's your podcast about? I had a podcast until tonight when my server crashed, uh, or their server. But I, I have two. I, I do one called Naked Fearless. I do an XM show, just right on Mondays <clears throat> that about seventeen people listen to. Yeah, that's uh, a good start. It's a good start at XM. And uh, but it's really fun. It's me and these two other guys, Doug Miller, who's a good comic, and and Tom Saunders, who's a good writer. And we just started doing this, uh, it was weird. We started, Tom and I started sharing short stories, like really personal revealing things. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, kind of like, um, This American Life or The Mom mm-hmm. stuff. And we got into that and we're like, oh, we should do a podcast and just share this stuff. And then it became almost like this weird therapy thing. We got really into it. And then, and then we like started doing a radio show and basing the radio show on that. And then just uh, started launching the podcast. So it's real, like, it's really a weird concept where we have literally said stuff, we have into the microphone that anybody can listen to that we've never told another person. So very odd. And, uh, and then on the other one's Fired Up, which I do, which is like I just rant about different things. Today I did one that somebody actually submitted a, a like a fan. So they're starting to get some listeners like uh, just at, said like work, U.S. workers' rights. Like basically like quality of life in the U.S. compared mm-hmm. to other stuff. So like I'll try and be funny but also like make points about how like in Europe they have a much fucking better uh, – just standard of you know good life like quality of life 
Mm. You know, France, you get, you know, like, uh, what, like five weeks vacation? Just yeah, like five yeah. hours work week. 35 hour week. That's exactly right. France, yeah. 35 hour work week. I mean, maternity leave in a lot of those countries, standard is mm-hmm. like three to six months. You know, and, and, and like, uh, and then compared to other bad countries like South Korea, shouldn't laugh, but it was the worst. Um, this guy, he said it was like a normal job. Like, this is how it is over there. Uh huh. Works 12 hours a day, six days a week. Ugh. Gets three days off a year. Oh, wow. Fuck that. <laughs> Think about yeah. that. If you save every day for a decade, go enjoy your month and then come back to fucking yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. <clears throat> and to think that we have the Man. one job where, like, like, we get upset if we're not working. I know. Comedy is such a weird thing where, like, pe- people, I will say in defense of us, people have this stigma. They're like, oh, man, it must be, must be a great job, man. You only get to work an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that is not true. No. Like, because, like, like, I got an argument with my girlfriend the other day. I was telling her how I had, like, a 14-hour day. Because the other day, like, Wednesday, I flew two flights, L.A., to get to Nashville to get a rental car to drive to, uh, two and a half hours to Birmingham to do a show to then turn around and drive six hours down to Louisville to get there in time for morning press. I got like literally an hour of sleep. And I was telling this long day, she's like, yeah, but most of that was just driving. I'm like, what, so truck drivers don't have jobs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, it's fucking work. It's a that's long, you know. And you know, I don't want to sound like a pussy or, or anything like usual, but there's a, as I get older, there is yeah. a mental, um, it's mentally draining to be on stage mm-hmm. and, and, to, and to have yeah. the pressure of make, Dance, dance clown, make these people laugh now. And, if right. you, and every show is important because you could have one bad show and people go, oh, he's, he's slipping, he's losing his edge. Yeah. You have to kill every time. And it's a lot of pressure, man. And it's not, it's more than an hour a day. Even if you're driving, you got to write, you got to drive yeah. to the gig. And, right. Uh, you know, and it's not down the street. Right, you know, right. It's, it's like somebody once told me, I, he, he played for the Philharmonic, and I said, how much do you make? And he right. told me, I'm like, oh, that's really good money. He goes, no, it's not really good money. It's horrible money because in order to be good enough to play for the Philharmonic, you got to oh, practice 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you, so you break, break it down, down that way, it, it's not good money. And, and comedy, like, yeah. the same way. So yeah, it seems like it's yeah. great money yeah. for a short amount of time, but when you break it all down, it's, it's, it's for me, at the level I'm at, it's it's not great money. Yeah, I don't think yeah. people understand and have a realistic view of what stand up is. They're, they're, these guys are always like, "Oh, you get pussy every night, don't you? Every night you get laid." I'm like, "Dude, not every night. Not not <laughs> hardly ever." I mean, a lot of times girls are on dates at the club, or they're with a bunch of girlfriends, and they don't want to be the slut who fucks the comic that night. Uh, you know. And there's a weird thing somebody told me, like like when I was single and. You know, like, uh, well, I do, like well, I've been single and exploring that world in comedy. Uh, not, and it's not like always, but generally it's like uh, the quality of girls. Like, no, but you, you could, if you're willing to really have no standards, <laughs> like at all, you can yeah. meet girls a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's it's, right. like, but like it's going to be, you know, week after week of like waking up to like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not, man, it will just make sense. I mean, if you're like... Odds are, if you're the kind of girl that's going to go watch somebody, have them make you laugh an hour, they're not even from your town, you, you don't know anybody they know, and yeah. you're going to bring them, not again, not always, there's exceptions, but you're going to bring that person back and just fuck them, uh, you, you probably uh, weren't, like, you know, homecoming queen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Probably not. Yeah, but, I mean, or they were... 
you know, trying the same thing with Aerosmith the week before. <clears throat> well, that's, you know what? And that's the other thing. God, I remember, this is so, I remember I hooked up with this one girl, and she went, I mean, she was a cute girl. And after, like, we're in my hotel after the show, and after we had sex, she's talking to me. <laughs> she's bragging about how her mom was a groupie oh. for some band back in the 80s. Basically, I can't remember the band. I wish I could. But basically, she was like, she said... This is a young chick you were fucking there. She was really young. Yeah. She was like, she was, ah, uh, yeah. She her was, mom was, she was banging. Because her mom in the right. 80s was not that long ago. No, she, she was over 18, but not by much. Like, oh, uh, God she was, bless it. Tell us about her. What did she look like? <laughs> my, my current girlfriend. Yeah, it's, uh, Let uh, me take my pants off. Tell <laughs> me what she looked, tell me about your current girlfriend then. What is she? My girlfriend's, uh, gorgeous. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to... Uh, is this your baby's mama? No. No, my, uh, that's my ex-wife. You got hoes in different area codes. She's, uh, Are you something like that? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get... Uh, spread that anymore. I don't want to have different baby mamas on that one. But actually, my ex and I really—I lucked out. Where it's like I have two kids, my ex, but we're actually really cool. That's cool. Like, oh, it could be such a nightmare. But like, yeah. uh, but this girl—I just love that she's bragging that her mom was like, like that. She was a kind groupie. Of, she, she was kind Banging of selling herself thing. to me as second generation groupie, and that's uh. and that's what she wanted. Like she didn't even want. Maybe she would have taken it, but she didn't even want a relationship. She literally just wanted me to, like, hey, like, it was just an offer of, like, you know, I mean, pretty cool. like, whenever you come through Blotty Blot Town. I mean, well, to the hurts of, like, yeah. a handshake. It's like, hey, I'm a yeah. cracko. Yeah. My mama was a cracko. My mama's mama. I come from a long right. line of crackos. And, and she was, like, if you saw her, she'd be, you'd be like, yeah, she's really, you know, she's you know, attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, she's hot and, like, and doesn't look, like, messed up. But you're like, wow, there's... There, there's that. That's 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 some train wreck. Yeah. That's some stuff going on in that head. It's not. <laughs> I, I'm so. so I'd probably marry the girl. I'm so. So what you're saying too. is, although she was <laughs> only 20, you couldn't really tell because she had the baggage of a 40 year old. <laughs> she did have some baggage. Yeah. So okay, this is a travel show. Do you have any interesting travel stories, uh, Dan? Um, maybe. I don't know. Any any interesting travel stories? Uh, Where's like the most exotic place? You've been to other countries. Uh huh. Where's tell us about some of your overseas travels? Uh, I did a lot last year. I went for to, comedy. Yeah, for comedy. Awesome. South Africa. Oh wow! That was, wow. That was wild for a month. That's like, fucking sweet. Yeah, I'd love to go back. Like I had a great time, but it's a uh, such a different world over there. Uh, it's great. There's only like three markets basically uh, in South Africa, and South Africa is basically the only country you can really do much comedy in other than like private gigs in Africa. Like Johannesburg has the only full-time club in the country. Okay. I mean continent, I'm sorry, yeah. continent. And, um, but you, I, I spent two weeks in Johannesburg and then a week in uh, Durban and a week in Cape Town. And, and it was really, South Africa, and for any English-speaking person, if you ever get a chance, it's the coolest fucking place you can go. Paint a picture for us. Tell well, us well, about because, it. Because of the you know, Dutch and English colonization... Mm-hmm. You know, English, uh, you know, is one of their main languages, uh-huh. you know. And so almost everybody speaks some English. Like, uh, but at the same time, it's fucking Africa. It is not Europe, mm-hmm. you know. It right. is, like, it is its own place. And, uh, and, and like, the European descendants, I think they're about, like, 10, 15% of the population. And the rest is African. And they, there's, like, 11 official languages. So there's, like, Zulu and Zosi. Wow. And, like, all, this, all these different languages. 
And uh, and it's also so there's crazy immigration from all these war-torn African countries up north. So, like, their poverty uh, rate is over 50%. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's like crazy shanty towns. So crime is fucking rampant. And it's like, and people are struggling for jobs. So it's just like this crazy stuff I've never seen before. Like, there are intersections over there. You pull up at a stoplight, and all the major intersections and all, like, like the majors, like Johannesburg and stuff, there's these dudes that's like, uh, like, kind of like when you go to a baseball game, and there's the peanut guy, and those kind of vendors. Mm-hmm. There, there are those dudes who hang out at intersections, and as soon as the light turns red, flood into the streets and surround your car. Holy shit. Trying to sell, like, cell phone chargers and, like, somewhat useful things, all the way down to, like, inflatable guitar stuff <laughs> or giant clock. Okay. That's what cracked me up over there. I, I was making, and I did a lot of jokes. Like quickly, I developed an act just for that, right? And uh, for South Africa. But I mean, like I would love stuff like that. Like I get cell phone charger guy. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going up to cars. So I, sure. I got a viable product. Fucking the guy who has literally one giant clock. <laughs> like, how does he get the motivation to go to work? He's like, I'm going to sell this clock today. Somebody, <laughs> some, <laughs> some tourist is going to uh, go. Someone. This is the day. This Delta the day. lost my grandfather clock. <laughs> this is the day. I'm pissed. Yes. Yeah. That's so weird. It's just, so it's like weird stuff like that. And like, uh, and one thing that freaked me out is it never happened to me, but uh, bribery is just not only common, but like just accepted. Like, that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, like what police, would you bribe like someone? Like the police pull over. Okay. Right. Or, or just you, like Tijuana. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or the security takes your luggage at the airport. You you just got to give them some money. Right. You just bribe. Like, there's no. You just know you have to bribe. And um, wow. But like to a crazy level where, but that, that it also works into people's advantage sometimes. Like there was this girl who there was an Australian comic, this Dave Thornton's buddy of mine. And he goes, we all go out to a club in Johannesburg one night, and afterwards he goes home with this girl who was kind of loosely tied to the festival, so he kind of knew her, but she's also from there, and she's just hauling ass drunk. Police uh, chase her down in her car. Definitely way, way, way DUI territory. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they come out. They don't come out over there, and just like, excuse me, uh, can I see your license, Richard? Right. They, they come pointing machine guns Holy at their fucking shit. faces, mm-hmm. screaming at them. No joke. And and this girl from there didn't panic, and she freaked Dave out because she started talking shit to them. Oh my! God. Then just takes out a wad of cash and gives them like five hundred rand, which is like, I think that's it's been so long, like now, but like a couple hundred, like two hundred fifty bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the dude, Dave thinks this is just going to piss this guy off. No. Just takes the money, puts it in his pocket, just get home. Get home. Just drive home. Goes back to his car and leaves. Yeah. Wow. But, like, no one gets tickets over there. You just, they just want the money. That's the Because they, get, they don't get paid like anything. Because a lot of people are probably, a lot of people probably speed because they're trying to get to the guy selling air guitars. Yeah, <laughs> you know the fucking inflatable right. guitar guy. Right, step on it. I need a I need a grandfather clock, a phone so. charger, and a fucking fake guitar. <laughs> like, so who, did, they, did you buy any blood diamonds? You know what's funny? Almost. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> you know it's funny? Almost. I was until I saw the how could you uh, How could you tell they were authentic though? Well, no, I did go see a diamond guy uh-huh. because uh, the girl I'm seeing, you know, I'm pretty excited about. And it was real early in the relationship. We're still dating now. Mm-hmm. But I thought, even back then, you know, a couple months in, I'm like, well, if we do get married, how fucking cool would that be if I had, uh, you know, like, bought it in Africa? But also, right. cool, what else kind of shady do? How cool would it be if I got a diamond that definitely caused some local people's death and harm, <laughs> and I could put that on her finger, and we could look at it forever? 
And think it's, about it's people so... who don't matter. Let <laughs> <laughs> me rephrase that. People who aren't white. No, but just like, I mean, yeah, so horrible. Just the most horrible thing. Just the most horrible shit. But for some reason, African, I don't know, had some too. But like, uh, but they do, yeah, obviously. Actually, the shadiest thing I did Diamond Involved was like, that I felt really weird about was, uh, I met these helicopter guys uh, that had like a, just a helicopter company where they were just like private charters. And they did like all the, like celebrities when they'd come to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, They actually, supposedly like uh, Obama like, you know, dignitaries and stuff, they were the guys that, that people trusted. Because that's a big thing down there, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, the business-wise, like, to do comedy, you really got to research your promoters because there was just some shady motherfuckers there. Sure. That you'll get across over to Africa and they'll just be like, you'll do the shows and then just, they won't pay you anything. And, I, and I've heard stories and stuff, too. It's like, then you argue and you get a gun in your face. And you're like, okay, I'm going to just go home. Sorry to bother you. Wow. But, so, like, these guys are trusted and, uh, but, we go out two days with them. First day, they just fly us over to Johannesburg, you know, and then they were just happy because they saw us at the show. And then it was me, Theo Vaughn, and Dave Thornton. And then the next day, they want to bring us to this private reserve. And it was, like, owned by a friend of theirs who we started talking and we're like, man, how did he, not to be, like, you know, too, too nosy, but this guy was, like, you know, 45, didn't work anymore, and he owned this crazy reserve. And he starts talking about how much the animals cost some of these animals, like, some of them are just kind of like wildebeest type things. I can't remember all the names, like kudu and uh, impala, like these things. I can't remember the like, water buffalo, maybe it was. Just one of them cost over $100,000. In Africa, you think you could find them walking down the fucking street? I know, it's weird, but I guess that some of them are definitely... Live bait traps or something, like, yeah. you know? But, yeah, but it was all this money, and he had this big uh, cottage that no one was using and with like servants mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird over there too like a lot of people have servants I mean they're not slaves but it's like it feels similar like I um, always say it in film school uh, domestic slavery yeah where they would take people from Africa and they become servants in like France was a big one wow. and once they get over there uh, they would mistreat them and say hey if you don't, yeah. If well, you don't do what we tell you, we're not going to feed you. Mm. We're going to cut your pay off. And he's like, "Well, that's pretty much yeah. 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 They, they, they get trapped over there. They get trapped over there and couldn't afford to come back to Africa. They had a high suicide rate. Yeah. And, and, and like, and like this place, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but comedy. This is a really, yeah. This, this really is a funny, funny episode. <laughs> but like this place. I'm like, how does he have the money for this? Yeah. And he had made over $100 million in Angola in the diamond mines. And right when he said that, like, the three of us were like, oh, fuck. Like, because you know he didn't make it going, uh, just uh, good work today, guys. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Tommy, it's been eight hours, buddy. Go on home. Yeah, yeah. Get home to your kids. Yeah. No, no, he was like, it's like a brutal. Working people to death, probably. Oh, I mean, you don't want to think about it. Deeply. Dollars. Yeah. A hundred million dollars. These people had to work naked, I guess. They probably right. had body searches constantly. And we complain over here because... Our they, hamburger wasn't done right. There's well, no cheese on my more like they want to take away all our freedoms with the Patriot Act. But yeah, hamburger, that's the same thing. <laughs> same you thing. know what? I, I made that argument on, on my own podcast like, where it's like... Whenever I start talking about like uh, horrible shit that goes on in another country... Right. And then I and then I start I start to go into that. Well, you know, God, I gotta stop complaining about things here. Then I stop myself and I'm like, 
No. <laughs> I, I do need to complain. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that that fallacy, that argument of like, it's like, hey man, stop complaining about getting punched in the face every week. <laughs> you know what? In Africa, people get punched in the face three times a day, so you should feel lucky you only get punched in the face. So I'm like, no. How about I just don't get punched in my face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the the warrantless sneaking peeks that the government can now do because of the Patriot Act. I mean, the Patriot Act is is uh, child's play compared to the NDAA, which just passed. Uh, that's great. Change the subject. We need to go in another direction. Okay, I will lighten it up with. I also was in Amsterdam last year. Totally different direction. Mm-hmm. Oh and, wow! Uh, Tell us about Amsterdam. That that was just for a light story. Uh, it was such a surreal event. Cause I was only there for like three days. I was taping this thing for showtime, but we got in there like the day before. I didn't. I wish they would have told me I was supposed to do a warm-up set. Were you with Christina? Christina did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did the exact Pazitsky. same taping. Pazitsky. Pazitsky, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, same taping. Okay. And, um, and she, it's funny, like no one told me, I don't remember anybody telling me, that there was supposed to be a warm-up set the night before. Uh-huh. Right? So I just thought I had the night off. And I did end up having the night off, but for a different reason. Um, so my high because school, I was at the Bulldog. I did that. Bulldog Cafe. Basically, that's where the story is. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I have another show about that place, actually. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, funny I can't have stories oh, myself. Man. But a, a buddy of mine There's so talk. many bicycles. Where did they get all the fucking God. bicycles? You hate bicycles by the end of any state in Amsterdam. Like, I mean, there's like 50,000 bicycles. They it's have their crazy. own lanes. It's fucking ridiculous. But like, wow. so I take this red eye and I'm meeting a buddy of mine from high school who's never been out of the country. We haven't hung out much since high school. He's a good friend of mine then. So he's got a lot of, like, he wants to do some shit. I don't want to let him down kind of thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before. So, um... So we get, I get off the plane, and it was a red eye. I planned on sleeping that night. Could not fall asleep. So I, I get there, no sleep. Mm. My buddy's waiting for me. It's like 10 in the morning. But we're like, you know what? Let's just go have a drink and, you know, grab some breakfast. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then as soon as we're done that, we're like, you know what? Have a drink and grab some breakfast. Because <laughs> all the time all messed up, you know? And then we go from there. That encourages us to make the next decision of, let's get some space cakes. Because <laughs> they got, you know, these cafes... And that was okay. Just a body high, space cake. But then we make the bad decision of like, we should do some shrooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they sold shrooms at this place that called the Magic like Mushroom. That seems like a good decision. The Magic Mushroom. Which is so perfect. <laughs> I gotta so, go to this place. No sleep. There's a place called the Magic Mushroom I in ate, Amsterdam where I, you can eat a mu- you can order counter. Yeah, I just I just picked out my different. Was there different kinds of mushrooms? Like two, oh man, it's a weird thing crazy. because technically, just in the, like just as the last two years, mushrooms actually are illegal now mm. because somebody basically is one of those stories is like one bad apple. Like yeah, some yeah. girl got hurt while she was on it, and now they're like, <clears throat> but it's so not. They, this and girl don't give a shit about it, but okay. they're not supposed to sell it. But this place, I mean, it's fucking. It's called the, like the magic mushroom. Is it right? still open even though they're illegal? Well, they sell other stuff. Oh. Most of it's like random like things you can grow and silliness. But we just asked the guy at the counter because we'd heard like we're like, hey man, is there? And he was like, we asked him about it. Supposedly it was illegal too, and he's like, no, we just can't sell the other stuff. It has to be just like the stems now, or or some 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 part of it. Mm-hmm. But then he showed us the bags, and it was no. He, yeah. he, it was like his spiel. It was regular shrooms. Awesome. So we just throw that down the hatchet. <laughs> then we start walking around. And then it kind of hits me. It's like, you know, getting out of the plane with no sleep and dropping space cake and shrooms in a foreign country, oh, probably not the best plan. 
Because now we're walking around this crowded area and there's fucking bicycles going around that you're not used to. We're constantly almost getting... That we're not, we don't remember that the cars are on the other side of the streets. They're almost... Or you can walk in the, in the train lane. You, you can get smoked the, by yeah, the by, train. Yeah, get smoked by like the train. I've had somebody grab me and yep. pull me out off it before. Wow. Yeah. Because they're so quiet. The yes. trains are so quiet. Yeah. Smoking. And, and you're hearing people talk in different languages, then you forget you're in a different country, and you just think people are talking gibberish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't know if it's just a hallucination or <laughs> another language. And like, we, 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 peaked, we peaked when we're sitting in a, and, we, and then, we, then we had the brilliant idea of like, fuck a chain or some, let's go to a hardcore Amsterdam restaurant, like where they barely like have any Americans. And so everyone's speaking like Dutch and different things, and we order, and then we start tripping fucking the hardest, you know? Awesome. And not like an acid peak, but like a good, you know, like still like a pretty strong peak. And I just remember us just sweating and just staring at each other across the table and just fucking like that nervous laugh. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is pretty it's awesome. heavy, man. I mean, I'm, I'm doing all, I'm doing all, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Kind of just nervous, you know. You look like a psychopath, oh, usually. You know, yeah. people. Uh, I, I know I look like a. <laughs> when I'm, and weird. Yeah, when I'm on shrooms, you think I was a fucking mental patient. I've, I've got a great Amsterdam story. First off, like like our first night there, we we, we meet some guys on the train. They're like international playboys. They're ready to party. They want to hang course, out with some Americans, right. and so like they didn't even give us time to find a hostel. They're like. Fucking, we'll pay for your hotel. They put us up in a real nice hotel. They pay for everything. These dudes, they had like oil money. Their parents were like, okay. they're from the Middle East. And so, I mean, they had money. They had Muslim, serious Muslim money. guys. Yeah, yeah. They had serious money. They, they, they were yeah. no joke. Allah's not watching right now. Right, he's, right. He's fucking getting some Well, they, I mean, they, were, they had Armani suits. I yeah. mean, they weren't, they weren't going there for museums. And, <laughs> and so, uh, we're there. It's like the first night we're all hanging out and they're like, Quit because every time we hit it, we kept looking around for cops and we couldn't stop yeah, doing that. Yeah, and they like quit. So then we go out with party and they pay for everything. They actually took us to a brothel that me and my friend got us all kicked out because we weren't wearing nice enough clothes. It was like a Armani suit. Like we we got to see inside. It looked like royalty in there. Cost a hundred dollars. Just to get in the door. That's not the women. That's just to get into the place. And these guys were going to pay our way. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is not the place for you. You need to go back to the red light district. Wow. And, like, and the guys were like, we'll pay extra. And they're like, no, no. We didn't fit the dress code. At the whorehouse. At the whorehouse. And, I mean, these people were fancy. So, anyway, we go out. They pay for everything with this crazy night. And it's me and my friend. My friend's in law school. Uh, phone rings at the hotel the next morning. goes, this is the constable. We have reason to believe that you have marijuana in the room. We're coming up to search. I'm like, what, 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 what? This is the constable. We believe there's marijuana in the room. We're coming up to search. And what? I, go, I go, hold on. I give the phone to my friend, and my friend's like, what's your probable cause? And everything. And so he hangs up the phone quick. We start flushing everything. We get rid of everything because we, we had all this spot. We're throwing it away. And, they, and then they call back. And it's like, it's those guys. And they're laughing. Yeah, they yeah, like, dude, goes, they go, man, we just legal. flushed all that shit. They go, why in the fuck would you flush it? It's legal here. <laughs> yeah, but why did you flush You're it? You're so conditioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they weren't pissed because of the money. Oh, that's hilarious. They were just like, fuck. 
Now we gotta go back out and buy some because we're ready that to smoke is, now. That is hilarious. Yeah. What a fucking what a great <laughs> It's so random when you just meet other people yeah. like that where it's like I'd never I don't know. Maybe other countries are better hosts or other people. Because I've never, like, had people... I can't think of that. Like, you know, like, met somebody from some other country. Like, hey, man, come on. Come on out. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me tour you around my city. Well, Muslims yeah. are actually really nice <laughs> to foreigners, I guess. Um, but I thought that was, like, only, a, like, if you visit their country. Well, we're, we're hanging out on the train. We took the train, like, from Paris to Amsterdam. So, I mean, we, we were hanging out with them for hours, drinking and stuff on the train. And... Mm-hmm. Having a party, but it was fun. wow. Yeah, uh, so and that is a weird. I've been to backpack all around Europe, and shit. Uh, the nicest place where people were nicest was probably Munich, though. Huh? So friendly, so friendly there. Munich. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I read an article. Last I, was, I got searched in Munich because we came from Amsterdam to Munich. So they search everybody coming from Americans getting off the train coming from Amsterdam. To yeah, Europe. we probably have a lot of guys that are and like. So yeah. they're sitting there searching. Yeah. Us. That's why you got to learn to shove it up your ass, right? You know? Well, like, so, so not... they're like, you know why we're searching you? And I go, yeah, go why? Because we're looking for drugs. You're looking for drugs. Like, we don't want Americans problems there. Well, Americans don't want that either. And we were so arrogant. We're making, we're just mocking the whole process. Like they're searching me, and there's pictures of me getting searched, and me giving the thumbs up sign. <laughs> I mean, we're just totally mocking the whole process, and because we were arrogant Americans. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, there is there is such a thing like the obnoxious American. I went to school. Yeah, we were obnoxious. I went to school in London, like I was in college. Oh for, wow! For a semester, and uh, I remember we got good at me and my buddy. Uh, we lived with the English family and everything. Mm-hmm. We go over there and we, and we got. I can't do it now, but we got really good at the English accents. Like so good that we would just fuck around with people sure. and act like we were locals. Mm-hmm. And then one night it was so fun because we, we, especially after being there a while, we're like, man, we are obnoxious. <laughs> like you'd see American tourists, I'm like, fuck, we're horrible people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember this one night. The, the the tube like the subway would shut down at like midnight and so if you're at the bars later than that you gotta take the night buses and they're fucking nightmares it's such a spread out city you're on the bus for like two hours and we're on there everybody's drunk mm-hmm. and uh and there's like these American like sorority girl types get on and just so fucking loud and the rest of the vibe you can tell other than us it's all local British and everybody's rolling their eyes and looking and so we start openly mocking them <laughs> as if we're Londoners. So you became British people. We became anti-American British people. And you're like, just, these these Americans are awful. Oh yeah, yeah, just like, all right, all right, girls, this is all, really? Are you gonna, you know, just like saying, you know, all this yeah. you know, crazy shit about like, yeah, you fucking fat, arrogant Americans. You come over here and, and just like, <laughs> just think you fucking own the place. And look at look at you, look at you fucking idiots. You fucking talking so loud, and you fucking your country has no history. Because <laughs> you don't know how to fucking behave yourself. You don't know how to fucking be over here. We fucking get that's why fucking people hate you. Look at you, you fucking Midwest fucking corn-fed. You know, just like they were screaming at us. Just fucking irate. Oh and they looked at you and they go, "Wait, your teeth are way too nice." <laughs> No, finally, after that, then, uh, and it was past the point for them to forgive us. Uh-huh. But, I mean, because we had all the other British people just fucking loving it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then finally, we're like, ah, I just fuck with you guys. We're from America, too. And the other British people <laughs> fucking applauded us. They were like, but, I mean, but it was so easy. Good I'm, show, good stuff. That's so. funny. Cheerio. 
Oh my god, that's a movie. Or at least a good scene for a movie. Oh, that's we, good. We love, what I loved about the uh, uh, British people too is they're so reserved. And like, um, they don't, they're not as confrontational as Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would, uh, in the lifts, especially at the subway, you know, you get these elevators and they're really crowded at the end of like mm-hmm. a bar, spl- or like before midnight for the last trains. I would do this gag over and over again where I would just get in there, especially as the idiot American. I would just tell my buddy, I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna throw up, man. I'm gonna throw up. And just pack like sardines. And I would like, I would act like I was gonna puke. And the Brits, they're no so polite, but they wouldn't be like, dude, man, what the fuck? And some Americans did, they'd be like, listen, motherfucker. No, over there, just like, oh, oh. I do believe he's going That's to puke on Yeah, they would just let you puke on him if you had to. I was, in, I was being belligerent oh. in a bar in Budapest. Oh, wow. And they they had enough of me and decided it's time for you to leave. They tried to throw me out, and I said, "No, I'm staying." And I ordered another drink, and they served me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> Fuck off. All right then. I'll bring you another beer. I was on a flight. I was, I was going to Japan, and or no, I was, I was coming home from from uh, Bangkok via Japan. And I took Japanese airlines. And the women there are very subservient, I guess. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're a different culture. Definitely, yeah. Now, I'm sick because I had uh, got sick in Cambodia, and I'm laying on the floor yeah, of the plane. STD? No, no, not an STD. I didn't fuck anything in Southeast Asia. I was, because th- I was, I have a buddy who went and came back with an STD. Oh, my God. Um, it was a friend of mine. He told me about it. So, uh. <laughs> So I'm laying, I'm laying on the floor. Right. On the plane? On the plane because it's not a packed, uh, uh, not a packed flight. Oh, okay. So I'm like in my row, oh, just oh, laying oh, in my oh, row. Okay. Yeah. So the girl comes up and goes, a priest who gets up off a floor? And I was like, fuck off. And she's like, sorry. <laughs> you try that shit on Delta. Oh my yeah. god! And you were have emergency landing. Have emergency landing. Yeah. You'll get arrested. Air yeah, the marshal will come fucking grab. Or yeah, or, or very least, when that plane lands, yeah. you will get off the plane first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll be escorted. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you will not go to baggage plane. But you'll go. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's a, you know, we, we talked about uh, about the uh, story about. Joining forces with the people in the bus reminded me of this time. I had this Aunt Francis that was very judgmental, and the entire family was terrified with her, except for me. I was the only one that would. Aunt Francis. Aunt Francis, and I would confront her. Sounds fun. And we'd get into these crazy arguments. Well, Aunt Francis was coming for a family get together, and the family all gets together and has an intervention with me about leaving Aunt Francis alone. Well, me, this is the way before I was a comic, but, you know, still had the mentality. I'm like, well, I'll show them. I show up. You know, Francis is a born-again Christian that condemns everybody. Right. I go, well, I'll show them. I will show up with my Bible and join forces with them. <laughs> right. So I'm walking around and doing Bible scriptures and all this stuff. Well, I guess I should have told the story before that. We had a reunion. And there's a big drunken brawl with the whole family. And Aunt Frances, I'm like asleep on the couch in the cabin. I hear Aunt Frances going, there's not going to be any drinking today. There's not going to be any drinking today. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I walk in. I'm like, oh, I'm 
ready for some drinking. <laughs> like you're possessed by the devil. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do drinking. We're not gonna have any drinking. So, I don't know. That story probably won't translate very well in the podcast. <laughs> I guess there's, there's, there's a lot of arm flailing. Yeah. A lot of redness yeah, in the space. so physical. And I'm like, you know we're not taping this. Right? <laughs> very, this is audio only. Yeah. Uh, you missed a lot of... Uh, Good facial expression. You guys did. You missed it. That was a really funny story. You had to be here, though. So, uh, real quick, we had two shows tonight here in, at the Louisville Improv, oh, yeah. and the second show was very weird. There was guys in cowboy hats that were like, while while uh, we were on stage, going around just chatting with different tables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was drunk people yelling shit, and then when, I failed and as an MC. No, you didn't. But but then when you would say, "Hey, shut up," they'd get mad like you were the asshole. Yeah. Like, why is this guy doing comedy while I'm trying to talk to my wife? Yeah, it's about that's about. It was very odd, uh, odd show. So there's this kid sitting in the front row, and he's wearing this sweater. It's almost one of these sweaters at Christmas time that you put on your kid that has the snowflakes on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For picture day at Christmas. And it's just goofy. And I start yeah. getting on him and I'm making fun of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, And I'm laying into him and he's loving it. And I ask him why. And his buddies go, he wore that shit on purpose. He wanted you to make fun of him. I just thought... That's fucking hilarious. It's... It's wow! I yeah. didn't hear that part. I thought that was pretty he cool. He wore it on purpose. Well, and he said... Actually, and he said too, like... Uh, it was like a conversation started like to get girls. Because I talked to him, I dressed your stuff and then talked to him again during my sets. Oh, and that it, gets him laid? No. Oh. But he's been trying. It's like his second night of like they go out and he has the dumbass sweater that it's pretty, it's almost genius in a way that way. Because, yeah. Because girls are going are gonna to laugh and then he's going to be like, what? You know, like a sweater? <laughs> conversation ensues. And because uh, I, I was making fun of him, and I was like, you know what? I'm like, that's ridiculous because he because like, it hasn't worked. He only did it one other time, mm-hmm. and everybody's laughing right now. But that shit starts to work. Two years from now, every man in here has a ridiculous Christmas sweater. Every, yeah, they're every, all every single guy. Yeah, you know, like guys are so shameless. Just dudes walking around like Doctor Huxtable. Just yeah, I heard of Doctor yeah, Huxtable. Yeah. You know but that. I did a show with uh, Marty Polio recently, and this guy. Was wearing a big Santa hat. Marty Polio? Yeah. That's a horrible name. Mr. Yeah. Polio? Well, his real name is Infantile. That's a Marty Polio joke. That's my joke. That's not my joke. That's Marty Polio's joke, by the way. Anyway, his real name is AIDS Down Syndrome. So, anyway, this guy was wearing this Santa hat, and he, like, and Marty says something, and he's like, what, what, what's up with that? And the guy's like, what? I, I didn't say anything to you. Why are you picking on me? He goes, well, you're wearing you a fucking wear hat. hat. <laughs> hats? That's like two cowboy hats tonight. Yeah. I love, like... Brokeback Mountain meets well, Smokey and the Bandit. Like, 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 the, like, they were so ridiculous looking. Like, the audience laughed. Because like, they had thrown out by the time I got stage. Yeah. But, like, the one thing I said about them, or one of the things I said about them, I go, uh... <laughs> I go, uh... I go, those guys, I, I said, I go, thank God there's no kids here. I go, if there were kids here, no one would be having fun. Well, except for cowboy hat guys. <laughs> I'm like, those are the two most fucking pedophile-looking dudes I've seen. I'm like, I'm like, who here would let their fucking kids be watched by cowboy hat dudes? Like, they really did look You like, want a pony ride? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pedophile yeah. tag team. Yeah. Not only is he regular here, but he works in one of the bars here. The really? cowboy guy? guy? Yeah. Weirdo. That's just why he just... I got cornered with him. He was at a show 
uh, that deal with Christina, mm-hmm. and I got cornered outside with him coming up and telling me these horrible jokes, and I couldn't get away from. Wait a minute, like bad cowboy hat guy has bad jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? You, you can use there. this in your comedy sketch, boy. I love yeah, that. These yeah. three faggots are fun. Hey man, yeah. you know what? You can use this. This will tell you a joke you can't use. Yeah, yeah. That he didn't write. He got it off the right. internet or something. Even worse than when they did that before the show, which happens a lot, is when they watch your entire show and then do that afterward. It's so insulting because, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 my act is like I, I try and be a somewhat cerebral storyteller. You know, right, it's like, right. It's like you know, there's things that happened to me. I try and break it down, and none of it is racist. Yeah. None of it is homophobic. And then a, a dude who watches my whole show, I'm just mesmerized. I'm just honestly, I'm like, what went on in your head? Where you thought you listen to these, you know, five six minute tales, you're like, I bet this is a guy who would like a fucking black dude and Mexican joke and a faggot. Yeah, you know, it's like that is why so would you think I would want that? Funny you say that. I had this boss that would always say these racist things to me. Yeah, and I could take any more than I'm complaining. They go, wow. really bothers you that much that he's saying race the racist things bother you say that yeah. that much? You go, no, the racist comments don't bother me. The fact that he thinks it's okay, that I'm the kind of guy that it's okay to say those yeah. things to you, that's what's yeah. offensive. Yeah, that's what's insulting. It's when yeah. somebody singles you out, it's like, I bet he'd appreciate a good uh, black person joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He clearly hates them. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, why do you yeah. think I was that guy? Like, I mean, I would personally, be a, a favorable audience. For if that. it's really hilarious, I don't care who it's about or whatever, but. If it's not funny, I don't want to hear it. Well, yeah, they're, they're never, like, clever. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, like, some really clever no, twist that happens to involve race. Yeah. It's always, like, so, uh, blah, 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 walk into a bar and stereotype, stereotype. How <laughs> <laughs> are you? Wow, you can use that. that like that. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that, boy. You can use that, there, boy. You can use that. It'd do real well down south. Yeah, so they ended up, they were kicking people out of the show. Yeah. It was really yeah. weird. The second show. You know what's weird and for me is they kicked so many people out by the time, uh, and thank you for addressing the audience so much before I came on oh, stage. Oh, no problem. With that, and with all of you who got kicked out, that was actually my favorite show of the week. Really? Because <laughs> you guys had to go through so much shit, you had to deal with just shit. All those people got weeded out. The two people that caused the problem for a moment, my second, were thrown out. Immediately, pretty much. Yeah. And after all of that, it was like after all eight problem people, the the real instigators mm-hmm. were got they got rid of. There was actually a great crowd. Yeah. So it was cool. like, but it, it it does suck out. And so I hate how some comedy clubs don't get that. Thank God here they do, and they got rid of them. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it was sad that it took a while. But it's like, but I know it's hard on their end. Well, I'm used to during my set. I mean, it's it's going to happen. It's just the way it is. But it's such a it's such. And, and I start off my show, and here they haven't really been getting it. But that's how I start my show, or, or early on in my show, I say. The worst part about this job is that I can't do it alone. i got to rely on other people. And it is so true. I don't think the audience, they don't understand that coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is so true because it sucks that you can do comedy in front of a room of 300 people and 299 of them are amazing audience members. And if just one fuckface yeah. decides they're going to be sure. uh, chatty McDickstuck yeah. And just and rant and be nonsensical and interruptive the entire show, and no one throws them out, and they're drunk. They will ruin it. They yeah, will ruin yeah, the whole yeah. show. They can hijack because, it. because people think like, oh man, if you're a good comic, then you can just shut them down. You cannot fight an idiot like you can't. Be Especially drunk. when they're drunk, right, and right, they right. just no, don't. They no, don't. It doesn't. The most clever things ever and hammer them and get big laughs. 
But you can only make fun of someone. You can't make fun of one person for 45 minutes. No, and then they'll come up to you afterwards and go, I was helping you. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. You weren't. Plus, you know, for me, uh, you know, obviously I'm the guy that goes first or sometimes second, is that I can't go after an audience too soon or else yeah. there's a pack mentality to it. Like, like I did show at Bear's Place where there's an MC and a guest spot and I was the feature. Well, the MC in the guest set was getting hammered by this guy that wouldn't shut up and they were so new. Right. They just ignored it and we just kept going. So they didn't realize that I had like 20 minutes to come up with material. So I just sat there and watched and watched. And so as soon as I get up there, uh, he, he starts in and I just hammer him because I know the audience has had enough. They're right. ready to turn on him. Hammering, he shut down. People are calling me the heckler assassin. I'm like the big hero of the night and all this. Second show that same night, after I get a big head, oh, I'm, I can dog people out. I can be the heckler assassin. Second show that night, somebody yeah. says one thing and I go after her. The audience wasn't ready to turn on me. I'm a dick yeah. and my set sucks. Oh, I think a lot of comics have done that. I've yeah. done that. I've bit off somebody's head a little too early. Yeah. yeah. Shut oh, the fuck yeah. up. That's my mom. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta kind of. Get, I, I usually. It's, it's a pattern. I usually mentality. try to say something nice first and just be like, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, then I'll right. get a little meaner. What's your name? Bob, Bob, shut the fuck up. Then if they keep it up, then I'm just like, listen. Yeah. I'm gonna blast it, you know. I'm gonna shut you up. Yeah. It depends on where it is in the show, though. I mean, if, if they've been doing it to the other comics, then you can go after Well, them. I like when they do it to the other comics. <laughs> I don't like it so much when it's directed at me. Yeah. But, so, what's your favorite city in the world? Uh, uh, well, I, I I have not been to enough of them, but uh, man, oh that's tough. Favorite city that I've been to, man, Cape Town, pretty cool. Really? Yeah, I would say uh, uh, Cape Town. Even or, though there's a, an element of danger with Cape Town is the least dangerous mm-hmm. of all those. But yeah, there is. But it's like there's a really nice part of town, and I mean it's just so beautiful. There's these huge mountains. Like one's called Table Rock, like Lion's Head. You can hike up. I mean, it's really crazy. You can do these amazing nature hikes, and also the city's right there. There's you know you get malls and like cool that like great restaurants and stuff. Uh, that city's pretty tough to beat. And then in, like in the states, I mean, San Francisco really is a badass city. Yeah, cool. and San Francisco is probably my favorite in the U.S. Uh, Vancouver, BC. Never been there. I keep hearing Vancouver is the place. I keep amazing, hearing amazing, beautiful mm-hmm. city. Like and, and such a such a hidden treasure of a city. Really? Like most people don't. It's so close to Seattle, and everybody's like, Seattle's amazing. I'm like, Seattle is amazing, but Vancouver's better. Yeah. Like it's just like in, in, in some ways, you know. But then and then Europe, I haven't been to enough. But uh, I got I think Rome European. ranks up there. I've been to Rome, but only for one day. Yeah, Rome's so, yeah. pretty cool. Well, you can't you can't come yeah, to yeah. Rome in a day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You need more time. Yeah. Now, the coolest bar I ever went to was in Barcelona. Amazing bar. I mean, if I had the money, I think I would, I would jump on this concept. The bar was based on New York Stock Exchange. The price of the beer fluctuated with how many people were ordering it. So, what? say you're ordering. That's the wait, 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 wait. Explain that again. You're it's the, based on the bar. The stock Exchange. The, the bar uh-huh. is based on the Stock Exchange. So oh, wait, if more people buy it, does the price go down? The or price up? goes up. The more people buy. It. So say you're drinking Heineken, you're watching it. 
You're watching the board, so you want to get and you're like, the beer uh, you want. Uh, Ansel. So, yeah, exactly. Like you'll, go, you'll go, Heineken. Well, by the time he punches it in, that price could skyrocket. It could go from, you know, $2 How to you know $5. Just <laughs> now, listen, listen to this. Good. Now, listen. I want a Budweiser. Oh, that's $4,000. No, no, because you follow it. You follow it. it. It's on this big, giant screen. You're following the stock. The ticker. Right? And so then, every so often... The stock market crashes, all these sirens go on, and then everything's at the lowest price. And people are screaming, Heineken, Heineken, Heineken. And you know, people are like screaming for that. That's how we so it. It's crazy. Crazy. Where is this? It was Fucking like Barcelona. The way Barcelona to lose their minds. It was in Spain, huh? No, no, Louisiana, yeah, Spain. <laughs> <laughs> you said Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona, Spain, yeah. And yeah. so, they're sitting there screaming for it. I picture to make it really, uh, really authentic each night. So uh, like one person <laughs> yeah, one person <laughs> Oh, I think, I think we got to yeah, wrap, wrap, wrap it up. up. Uh, well, uh, thank you, uh, but, Dan but, Cummins. That's all, folks. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cummins, you could uh, listen to him on uh, iTunes. That's right. At, uh, and w- what's the name of your uh, podcasts again? Uh, I got one's called Fired Up. One's called uh, uh, Naked and Fearless, and I got a couple CDs and stuff on iTunes. Sweet. Probably uh, a new one in May. Well, no, I'm recording a new one in May. Who knows if that one will be out better? And uh, Jamie Etley, uh, he has a podcast um, in his imagination, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But he got a Facebook page. He does have MySpace. a Facebook page. Uh, yeah. Uh, MySpace, really? Yeah. I haven't been to it in like two years. Yeah, so. I didn't even. I might have some messages. I might want to check that. Just wait for it to come back around. Yeah, yeah. It's, every, everything's cyclical. One day, people are going to be MySpace again. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I yeah, appreciate thank you. it. And uh, we will. We have two Good shows job. tomorrow, one Sunday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, stick it to the man. Smoke weed.